Welcome. You've splash landed into this Prosecco-laden podcast, straight into the woo-woo pool with the crew of OMG. We're just a simple group of tragically imperfect and highly empathic BFFs, exploring a wide range of atypical topics with humor, grace, and curiosity. This is OMG. Welcome to another visit with the crew of OMG Podcast. For you in our community, we are so glad you're back. And if you're new to us, well, you picked a fabulous episode to start. When our group decided that we wanted to start a podcast and support Woo Community, we had a little manifesting session. Putting the dreams that we had for this endeavor out into the universe. What did we want this podcast to look like? What did we want it to accomplish? Who would be our ultimate pinnacle dream guest? And in unison, we all said Joanna the Healer. If you're not familiar with Joanna, she's a YouTube sensation with over 100,000 followers. She's a channel, a medium, intuitive teacher, self-mastery coach, and healer. She does weekly channeled messages from her team and other multidimensional beings. And she can, she can be life-changingly profound one minute and immensely vulnerable and relatable the next. She not only says, but she shows us that she's on the same journey we are. She's a lovely soul inside and out. So before we get to questions, we want to give you just a 10-minute clip of Joanna being Joanna. In case you're not familiar with her, we wanted to give you an opportunity to get to know her just a little before we got into questions, just so you could see how and why we love her so much. So we are incredibly pleased to bring you this episode with Joanna the Healer. I am a walking contradiction. So I think most humans are, we just are not maybe aware of it most of the time. And because I work with the inner contradiction, with the inner conflict, I must be an expert in that so that I can see it in others. So the contradiction is you see me as channeling effortlessly And when I channel, I go through a lot of turmoil in order to let the channel in. And that's because um, I am learning, realizing just how much I have been in control of myself. And I am not a controlling person. In fact, I have been the one that has been controlled when I was growing up. So if you said to me that, John, are you controlling? I would say, that's crazy. I'm actually terrified of being controlled. But the type of control I'm talking about is me controlling myself so that I can feel safe. So it's me trying to control my environment. And it's coming up to the surface right now as part of my shadow uncovering. And I'm realizing just how much this part of me is entrenched in me. And I feel that's a human condition to begin with. But going back to your comment about being an effortless or appearing as an effortless channel, and do I remember, when an energy steps through, I go through this inner battle of allowing what wants to come through while I'm terrified what's going to come through. And that's because still on some profound level, I don't feel safe when it comes to my outside environment. So when an outside energy comes through, it requires tremendous level of trust building. And most of my life, I've learned not to trust myself not to trust my feelings, not to trust them for more in my emotions. So I am allowing this energy, which I cannot see, to pour through me. While it feels amazing, there's a part of me that's terrified because I never know what I'm going to say. And apparently I have this old belief that stems from some other timeline, which is becoming very apparent to me. It's in my face right now that I am absolutely terrified of being prosecuted. So it must be a past life thing. And the prosecution has something to do with what I say. So the very thing that I am allowing to speak through me, I am terrified of being prosecuted for. 
So I am in this inner battle. And right now, I have no idea what's going on energetically speaking. It could be the Lionsgate portal, but it is so in my face right now that every day I'm going through these massive anxieties and all of these things are coming up to my face and I'm going, holy cow, I did not realize I have been controlling myself so much. But your question was, do I hear or do I remember what's coming through? Yes, for the most part, I am conscious what comes through. But after a few minutes, if you asked me, I would probably say, I don't remember exactly what was coming through. But I, in the process when it's coming through, there's a part of me that goes, oh, that's interesting. So it's a bit of yes and no. And when I receive information, it's usually not in sentences. It's just a knowing. And the energy basically said, Joanna, you're an expert at your experience. And I thought, oh, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) We're all experts only in our experience. So if you tell me something, I can say to you, no, that's not true because you're an expert in that. Let me see how they want me to approach this. This is what they want me to say. First, realize that you are all there is. Now, my brain is trying to wrap itself around that right now. (laughs) I'm going to ask for a more human meaning. What you are realizing within yourself is already within you. In other words, the act of self-realization is to realize who and what you are and what you are capable of. In essence, you are part of all that is. Some call it God. If, therefore, you are part of all there is, then that means that that essence has everything within it. In other words, there is no lack, although there is plenty of lack within it too. So if we choose, in quotation marks, to focus our or to participate in the notion that we are lacking, then we are participating in the lack frequency, which all of you know that. So why is it so difficult for humans to practice participating in the self-abundant frequency? It's all to do with conditioning. We are in a space that's very dense and that is very deeply rooted in fear and lack. So when we are asking ourselves the question, am I worth charging this money? What you are essentially saying to yourself is, I am not worth that. The question to follow would be, why not? What is the belief? What is the assumption around you believing that you are not worth, quote unquote, to charge whatever it is now? There is the human implication that if, for example, somebody comes to you and you charge $1,000, you may have fewer clients than if you were charging $250 or $350 or $400. But it's not so much the idea of, am I worth charging that? It's more of an idea, will people pay you? If you believe that you are not worthy, do you then assume that you are worth less? And if you assume that you are worth less, then that means there is no worth to you. Now, how can that be possible? When you are part of all that is and part all of that has within it or contains within it all there is. In your own essence, you are part of what some called God. Have you ever said to God, hey, prove your worth to me? I don't think people do that. Right. So it's these mind games that we play with ourselves because of the density we live in and because of our own conditioning. So I'm going to back to Joanna for a moment. So there was a time not that long ago where Joanna had to make a very difficult decision for herself. She had to choose to either follow her heart or to live in fear. And she was advised that as long as she follows her heart and as long as she follows her path, the universe has no option but to support her. And she had to choose. She had to decide. And by choosing that path, she had to face the possibilities of what would happen if she chose that path and her fears came up. One of her biggest fears was that she was going to be abandoned. 
And she realized that in that moment, she had to choose to live in the fear of abandonment or to choose move beyond that and accept whatever consequences were coming as a result of her choosing her path. The moment she made peace with it is the moment where she started on her path. And the illusion of the abandonment was gone. Now, going back to Joanna here, human, if I could just follow up with that. So me as a human, Joanna, this was a situation that I was facing. And the universe said to me, Joanna, you're not supposed to go back. Now, of course, there is no such thing as someone standing on top of you saying, you're not supposed to, because you have free will, right? When the universe said you're not supposed to, the universe said, you have a choice to make. There is a different path that is unfolding for you. Are you willing to take it because you know it is in your heart? And the universe said, when you follow your path, the universe supports you because the universe wants you to be on your path. Now, the universe will support you whether you're on your path or not on your path. Because the universe is always supporting you. Is the difference of, do you believe that the universe is going to support you? Or are you going to live in the constant fear of not being supported? That's the energy of lack. And that's a very, 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 very difficult process to go through when we are not taught to trust that the universe or the environment, for that matter, is going to support you. In my case, I was conditioned to believe the opposite. So I have learned not to trust. So the universe says, Joanna, trust we're going to support you. And Joanna says, I don't know how. Literally, I didn't know how. To this day, I'm learning this. It is probably one of the most challenging and difficult, let's call it a lesson, that I as a human am going through. And I suspect it's the same for most individuals. Trust is a big deal. So the reason why you are questioning your worth is because you don't trust in yourself. So the question is why? What belief is there to make you distrust in yourself? Because it's a condition. Okay, well, I don't trust myself because whatever the story is. So now you're potentially standing in front of a crossroad and you are basically saying to yourself on some level, I need to choose a different story. I either keep walking the story that I am used to walking or I create a new story. Now, every time you start creating a new story, a fear will come up because it's a story you haven't lived yet. Well, not in this lifetime anyway. Okay, but it is a potential. It already exists within the timelines of all there is. So as a healer, there is already a path that you are on as a healer. You are just not energetically tapping into it yet. Why? Because you're afraid. You're afraid you're not good enough. You're afraid you don't have worth. You're afraid people are not going to pay you money. If you have brought something into your life and you call it a gift, gift is only a gift when you can share it. Which means if you have a gift, you are likely here to share that gift with somebody. And therefore, if you have it with you, then that means there's people who want your gift. So it only makes sense that these people will eventually will come to you. The question is, will you allow it? And the allowing comes with the idea of trust. Do I trust that there will be enough people, let's use the word, hungry for what I have to give. Oh, the entire world is hungry. The question is, will you choose to step into that path and see it for yourself? And that is hard. As a human being, that is hard. And this is, generally speaking, what I'm noticing, it is 99% of clients that the universe drops in my field. It's they're in that space of being terrified because they're wanting to choose something they're passionate about, but their 3D conditioning says, you can't, you're crazy, you're never going to make a living. That is what my dad said to me. My dad said, go get a job. It broke me in half. Because in that moment, I realized that my own dad did not believe in me. So I didn't believe in me, and then my dad didn't believe in me. 
But it's not that he didn't believe in me. He was basically living in his own concept of lack. He was just conditioned to believe that these quote-unquote airy-fairy things don't work in a real world. Mm -hmm. But what is real? Real is what you make real. Real is what you believe real is. If you believe abundance for you is real, I guarantee you, you will bring it into your life. If you believe it's not real, I guarantee you, you're going to struggle. It's all in a belief. It's an energy. It's frequency. We are surrounded by abundance of everything, including lack. And all probabilities exist within the multidimensional fields. Okay, those are interesting words. And all that we are required to do, and when I say all, it's with quotation marks, because there's a lot more than just saying it, is individually, it requires us to tap into that energy, to tap into that frequency. If we don't believe that something greater exists for us, we're never going to spend the energy to go and look for it, because we don't believe it. You're not going to create something you don't believe. It's a little bit crazy, because everything that you are saying is what everybody in this room is experiencing. We're, oh, yes. we're all like in that, in a very similar, similar place. I suspect it is global. Mm-hmm. And especially for people who are, I'm going to use the term choosing to wake up. Choosing to wake up is fucking hard. Yeah. It is not a walk in the park. God. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Well, and you think as, you think as a person, because it's all you've experienced, that when you awaken, you're just going to continue to, elevate right when in reality what's going to happen is you're going to get broke the f down yes you're going to get stripped down to fucking nothing Mm -hmm. exactly why don't they put that in the brochure joanna why don't they do that (laughs) i don't know i think it's because if people were to read it they would go no 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 thank you no no thank you i'm actually quite i'm quite bold and i when i speak with people i say look when you choose to go through this process, I always say to the clients, when you choose to go through the process, when you choose to work to, with me, it's not an airy-fairy. You're going to be faced with shit you're not going to like. I give them a warning because I don't want them to come with some silly expectation. Oh, I'm just going to put on a happy hat. and I'm going, no, no, you're going to get dragged down the floor face down in mud. Yeah. And with that bright, shiny hope for our futures, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with Joanna the Healer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, everybody, we are back with Joanna the Healer. And my question right now, we're talking about shadow work and how we grow and how we learn and progress in life. Why does it always feel like when you take two steps forward, you get kicked back down another notch. You feel like everything's going great. I've uncovered something. This is wonderful. My life will change from here. And all of a sudden, seven planets go retrograde and stuff goes haywire. If you could speak to that experience, because I know you've had it. That is a great question. It's a loaded question. I often hear my clients say, oh my God, I thought I worked through this already. And the comeback is generally this. You've worked through one layer. There is a thousand more. Yeah. Now, with each layer, it gets a little bit easier, not necessarily more comfortable, because this work is not comfortable. If someone believes that waking up is just a thing you do, and you, you know, you just, it's a walk in the park. It isn't. Waking up is hard. Mm-hmm. And that's because to wake up means to break your conditioning. Your conditioning is what you rely on for safety and security. Mm-hmm. So to wake up means to break it all down. 
the very thing you've relied on, the very thing you believed as your friend, it's not that it's your enemy, but it, you have to break it down in order to create a brand new, stronger, much more expanded foundation. So there is a moment in, in the waking up process or several moments where we start tapping into frequencies and we go, oh, oh, no, no, no. I gotta have a refund, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe that once you start the process, there is no going back because the payoff, if I can use that analogy, is something that cannot be put into words. So why is it so difficult? It's difficult because every challenge we face allows us to break off a little bit more of the limiting conditioning that we have been attached to for all of our lives. And that conditioning serves in many cases as support system. Once we tackle one layer, there's another layer. Once we tackle that layer, there's another layer. And what, what wants to come through me is this. Generally speaking, those who are seeking enlightenment, which basically, okay, explain to us what enlightenment means. Enlightenment simply means experiencing life through a lighter form. What does that mean? Lighter form means holding more light within. So let's, let's look at it energetically. When we go through the process of unfolding or through the process of awakening, what we are doing is we are breaking down our density. And by breaking down our density and transforming that our density, we prepare the body to bring in and hold more light. Think of it as in electricity. So when we are in denser energies, we can, let's say, function on 110 volts, okay? But we are moving to an area where we want to be functioning on 500 volts. So if the body is not prepared to handle 500 volts, your body is going to go through a very difficult process that sometimes for some people, for some, means they end up in a psych ward. Because too much frequency all at once Physically speaking, the body is not able to handle it because it's all nervous system. So every time we break down our old conditioning, we are releasing ourselves from our internal prison, therefore allowing more light to come in. Okay. And in this lifetime, for those who are choosing to go through this process, we are not just clearing one lifetime, two lifetimes. What they're showing me is we are choosing on a conscious or unconscious level, we are choosing to release ourselves from sometimes hundreds, if not thousands of timelines. So oftentimes we are, fears are being brought up and you go, oh, what is that? I don't know where it's coming from. Because it may not even be coming from this lifetime or it's compounded by many, many timelines that were previous. Let's use that word previous. So the good news is that every time we tackle a layer, we feel lighter, but then we get hit with another layer. Mm. So we feel like we're going back, but it's not that we're going back. We're actually going forward, but in the moment we can't see it. So just like I was talking about my own fears, I mean, I call myself the queen of shadows, right? <laughs> that means that I better have some awareness of my shadows. I mean, if I don't, then I'm in trouble. But for me, what does that mean? It means I have to constantly face my shadows. Now, I don't have to per se, I want to. Now, that's a double-edged sword. <laughs> when I say I want to is because I want to release myself from my internal prison. But the releasing is hard because it means giving up all that I know <laughs> and to enter something I don't know yet. Or at least my human ego doesn't know yet. So it's terrified. I was talking to my husband yesterday. I said, is it ironic that we all want to release our fears, but we are so terrified of letting it go? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is so true. So we're holding, we're holding onto our fears for so long, but it's the very thing we want to let go. So here's the thing. If we're holding onto something for dear life, it means it must have value. 
if it didn't have value, we wouldn't be holding on to it, which means it serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. But the way it has been serving, it has been serving in limited ways, and we are wanting to experience more unlimited ways. So we have to release ourselves from our limitations, effectively called the prison. Okay? So I empathize with what you're saying. Just when you think you've released something, you get hit with it again. It's like, okay, I thought I dealt with this. Now I feel like I just gone 10 steps back. In fact, that's what I feel like I'm going through right now. But I also know the process. I've gone through it many times. This particular one seems to be especially hard hitting. But I'm understanding that it's part of what I've signed up to do. As apparently they're saying, you looked forward to it. I'm like, well, okay, well, I'm not looking forward to it now. So there is this awareness that I want to do this, but there is this part of me, the human part of me, the ego part of me, that's terrified because, well, because that's terrified. It's terrifying. So the good news is every time we work through a layer, it gets a little bit easier and it moves. we move through it a little bit faster. But overall, I would say, and I'm always very honest, there's nothing easy about it. It just isn't. It just isn't. So anyone who chooses to undergo a spiritual, who chooses to be on spiritual path consciously, my hat's off to you. Because you will be facing things you didn't know you had. And there will be moments where you will say, where is the eject button? (laughs) (laughs) Because in certain moments, you will feel like I didn't sign up for this, but apparently, yes, we did. I have felt like that so many times that, you know, if I could just go back to what I don't know, (laughs) like, wouldn't that be great just to be oblivious to all of the things that I know now and the growth that I've done? And then I think about it, I'm like, no, I wouldn't want to do that either. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's it's like you get to that point where it's like you want it to stop. You don't want to keep doing this. But then again, you you can't. You just you know there's no turning back now. It's like you've seen behind the curtain and now it's never going to be the same. Yeah. And you have exactly. those at the same time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah Amen so we to were, that. We were talking before we got on the call with you with our last podcast episode and we were talking about control and how that's something that we're all kind of facing right now. Like, you know, that's why we're feeling the anxiety and the stress and like, I feel really out of control right now and I've got a lot going on and I'm just like, how am I going to handle it all? And so I was wondering if you could talk to that and maybe I feel like so many people are going through this right now. Are we feeling a collective loss of control? And is it some way that we are like, as we all start to vibrate at a higher level, is this something that is getting shook loose, so to speak? Like it's something that we need to address and let go of in order to continue to vibrate at a higher level, if that makes sense. It makes sense. Thank you for the question. Let me just tune in. What I'm getting is that more and more people are realizing that there is really no such thing as control. It's the illusion of control. Because we are desperately trying to control something we cannot possibly control. Can you control your future? No. Can you control how someone feels? No. Can you control what somebody says about you? No. Yet that's exactly what we're trying to do when we are trying to control our environment. Mm-hmm. So we're spending all this energy under the idea that we are going to make something happen. But you cannot make something happen that's a year from now. The only thing you can happen, you can make happen is what's happening in the moment. I'm going to put it in a different way. We can never control the outcome. We can only control the process. So if the process is rooted in distrust, good luck trying to control the outcome, which you can't control that anyway. So, for example, I'm going to use myself as an analogy. I cannot control who comes to me or how many people come to me for help. I can't control that. Ask me if my human tries to control that. Yes. (laughs) 
my human is preoccupied with the views on the YouTube or what should I say? That's the ego trying to control. And the non-human says, no, that's not going to work. Just focus on what you believe makes you happy, what brings you joy, and what you believe you're here to do. That you can control. So always bringing the energy back to the center, back to the heart, and asking the question, do I love what I do? If I love what I do, I'm just going to continue doing what I love. Now, that is easier said than done, because sometimes we have to do the things we don't love. For example, in I am pretty much the only person running the show at this point, and there are some things I don't like doing because I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if I look at the overall experience, I do it because it's part of the enjoyment. So I'm focusing still on the enjoyment. Now, when I say I'm focusing, I'm doing my best because it isn't always as easy as it sounds. So going back to the control notion, we are beginning to realize that we are not in control and we are fearing of not having that control. But the reality is we never really had the control. We only thought we did. And for some reason, and um, I feel like I want to bring this here, so I hope it's not too much of a taboo subject, topic. When the whole COVID thing hit, and I, it triggered my own stuff in me, I tuned in and I said, what is this about? And what I received was that what was triggered in me was a control thing. And I Mm -hmm. believe that I was actually globally. Mm Mm-hmm. Not having control, feeling like we are controlled, being in a position where we feel like we don't have control, all of that stuff, the control aspect came up, right? Mm -hmm. So as humanity, we are beginning, okay, hang on one second, they're asking me to talk about something here. Control and deserving. So these are two themes that are coming up that are very prevalent right now. The idea, the illusion of control and the notion of deserving or undeserving. Apparently, many people are going through a process where where they are becoming more conscious of their belief systems. And many people are becoming aware of the fact that they have a very strong belief system of, I don't deserve. And the question to ask about that is, deserving of what? The whole idea of being undeserving. I think, Aaron, you have that, right? Mm-hmm. Undeserving. But the question is undeserving of what? What is it that we are undeserving of? I'm going to take it back a little bit. In my understanding from my channeling and from what I see with working with clients, all humans have a fundamental fear. Fear of not being loved. Mm. At the bottom of every problem you see a person dealing with, when you break it down to the very basics, it's a fear of not being loved and fear of not being accepted. Okay. Here's the irony. We come from love. We are the essence of love. So if we are afraid of not being loved, then what that means is that we are not love in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There it is. I'm about to release a video on this particular subject. And how ironic it is that when we are in love, oh my God, everything is possible. (laughs) You know what it's like to be in love, right? Most of you have felt it. Why does it take something or someone else to trigger that within us? Mm. And when we are in love, it's not because somebody is giving our love, because that love, love comes from within. It comes from within ourselves. It's just something triggers it. And the irony is that that feeling that we are experiencing, and by the way, when you see somebody who is in love, they freaking glow. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, ask them if there's any limitations they have. They pretty much feel like they can do anything. That's what love does to you. But that's who we are. That's who we are underneath all the limitations and all the negative, all the, I'm going to use a different term all the limited conditioning. So the question is, why is it hard to love ourselves? Another question to ask, what's in the way? So if I don't love myself, 
What belief do I hold about me that renders me either not capable of loving myself or not allowing myself to give myself that love? Unworthiness is one of those things. When I realized that I felt unworthy of receiving love and it came to me in a certain awareness, it broke me in half. For the first time, I had this body realization that I didn't know how to let love in and the layer underneath that was that I felt I was unworthy of it. And the worst part of it all was I had no idea what to do about it. I felt absolutely helpless. That was pain. And I remember I broke down, went on the floor, cried, snots and everything like a little child. (laughs) And in that moment, I had this profound understanding that I don't know how to let love in. Not only that, I feel unworthy of it. Not only that, I have no idea how to fix it. Mm. Yeah, It's like helpless. Why is that so? Is that funny? Well, it's not funny, but it's ironic. If we come from love, if we, our essence is that but we are not feeling it, we are not allowing ourselves to be that, then that means that we are in denial of it. So the question is, why? Why are we denying ourselves what is inherently who we really are? It's all conditioning, right? When we come into this earth, apparently we choose to be inflicted with the veil of forgetfulness. So we forget who we are in order to, so that we could have a genuine human experience. Because let's face it, if you had awareness of all your powers and all your unlimitedness, no challenge would be a challenge to you, but you're here to have a challenge, right? So it's the game we play. Now, game doesn't mean it's not valuable. It's very valuable. It's, it's kind of like a game we play, right? Many people talk about this being like a, a game that we are in. It kind of sort of is like that. We forget who we are so that we could have a genuine experience, right? We go to the movies, we get scared, but we come out of the movies and we realize, well, that was just a movie. We have that awareness, but in our human bodies, we just don't have that awareness. And we are, we are slowly, slowly becoming aware of the fact that we are our own actors playing in our own movies. Mm-hmm. And that changes everything. It changes how we see ourselves. It changes how we see our world. Most importantly, it changes what we believe we can do. Mm -hmm. And that's very scary when you have been conditioned to believe that there's something you can't do, that there's something you're not allowed, that you're not powerful, and all these beautiful stories we tell ourselves. And those stories are real. They're real to us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's the. Is it a juxtaposition or is it a paradox where we are all powerful, but oftentimes we feel powerless and it's both at the same time. Yeah. Right. Paradox. Yeah. So. But actually, I think you said, I think you said something very profound there. You said that that's the game we play. Mm -hmm. That's the game we play with ourselves. And if as humans, we could just wrap our heads around, this is just a game. Mm -hmm. This is not the reality. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Reality is source and the source within us. Correct. This is this is a game. It, it kind of take it would if we could do that would take some of the power away from it. It takes the edge off, if I right. could use that exactly. word, because try telling the ego that this is just a game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, exactly. That's why I said if we could. Yeah. But that's that's I, a very, very powerful yeah. way to think about it. I think we can. I choose to believe, and I am. There are moments where I I feel both, where I can be the human with the physicality and an ego, and at the same time having the conscious awareness that I am more than just a physical body and my ego. And I think the trick, if I can use that funny word, is to find a way to live in both. But we are so conditioned to live for the most part, in the ego and identifying purely with the physicality. And what happens when we begin to identify less, because we still want to identify with it, that's part of the game. If we learn to identify with it a little bit less, 
it's like that identity is not as attached to us. So it creates this almost like, uh, what's the word I want to use? I don't want to use the word separation, but it creates almost like the you as a being and there's a human instead of being attached. There's a word I'm looking for. What's the word? It'll come to me. But I, I believe that we can do that. And I feel that I feel strongly that we are in the process of doing exactly that. Right? Those who are choosing to be awake, who are choosing to wake up from this dream, if you will, are choosing to do just that, to experience the human body, to experience the ego personality, but also understand and be conscious of the fact that we are more than just a human being, that we are eternally and have always been and always will be. Now, that's very hard for the human to grasp because the human concept lives in a box, mm-hmm. right? So we have to know ourselves from within the box, but also know ourselves from outside of the box and try to square those two. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, right? I'm certainly not there. I was going to ask, have you figured it out yet? <laughs> oh my God. If I did, When I do, I'll tell you, but I have a suspicion that this is something that I'm going to quote unquote struggle in because I believe it's part of the human struggle. Maybe Okay, maybe he's They're saying not so fast. Maybe not, but no. Have I figured it out? No. I believe that I'm in the process of tapping into it and being in that other space a little bit more of the time, but I absolutely get pulled back into the human, 100%. Not only that, thank you for reminding me. If I wasn't a human and I was only vibing in that other dimension, I wouldn't be able to work with other humans because I would be unrelatable. Mm -hmm. People wouldn't relate to me. I wouldn't relate to them. So I believe that part of my work is to understand the human struggle so that I could help the people that come here to me for help. That's what I believe. It's beautiful. So you're sharing your experience with them as well. And I find that whenever I've seen clients, a lot of times they're going through similar things that I'm going through. And it kind of acts as a mirror for me to see myself as well. 100%. I've noticed over the years that when I work through something, literally within, within, sometimes within a day, a client will come in and they will share with me the struggle that is exactly what I just went through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of that, for those, because I feel there will be many people who will question, you know, who am I to help somebody when I haven't figured out my own SHIT? Right. Mm. Bingo. (laughs) And, you know, that's where the saboteur comes in. We're not required to have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. As long as you are ahead few steps from the space where your client is, you have more awareness and more experience than your client does. And then you can share that valuable experience with them. Mm -hmm. Because I don't believe we just go somewhere. There's a station that says, okay, you're done. And you're just like, you know, list out all day. I believe that we're always unfolding until the day we, our bodies expires and then we move on to the next plane. I I believe that that we're always work in progress. Yeah, 100%. We're just, we're looking around at each other to see if anybody else has any questions. Camille? Yes, I do have a question. Let's say that someone is new to the metaphysical world and they've just tuned in to this podcast and are listening to you and everything we've said about struggle and feeling inauthentic is resonating deeply with them. What is one piece of advice you would give to that person on their quest in this life? This is going to be an interesting one that's coming because it's not an answer that I would expect, but here it is. Understand the reason and the purpose of you being here. And at the very highest level, you are here to experience, period. Mm. Then the next question is, you might, the person might want to ask themselves, what do I choose to experience? 
And relative to what you choose to experience, know what you are experiencing now. So what you're experiencing now and then what you want to experience, there is a space in between. It's called the path. Mm. So ask yourself, what do I choose to experience? What am I experiencing right now? And what is required of me personally Mm. to experience this other thing, this other awareness, this other beingness, whatever it may be, and then create a plan. But it all boils down to conditioning and essentially remembering that we are all part of source. Source is within us. Source is source of all that is, which means every single one of us has all that is within us. There is no lack. The only lack that we are experiencing is based and rooted in our deep conditioning. So if someone wants to experience a lot of money, because let's face it, everybody understands the idea of money, but they're struggling with bringing that into their conscious or human experience, then they have to look at the conditioning they have around the idea of money. If you believe that money is evil, I guarantee you, you're going to run away from it as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. But how many people have grown in a household where the message was communicated, money is the root of all evil? Well, I don't want evil in my life. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> exactly. So we have to go deeper into the symbology. Everything is symbolic in life, right? If somebody wants to attract a loving partner, but they're used to seeing their mom and dad all always fighting and living terrible, you know, relationship. That's their idea of what a relationship is supposed to look like. You think that's what they're going to want? No, but that's what they're used to. That's their idea. And unless they shift that consciousness, which is deeply in their unaware aspect of who they are, they're likely are going to be attracting very similar, if not the same type of an experience, because that's what they're primed to experience, because that's all they know. Right. Does that make sense? Perfect. 100. Yeah. So do you have another question, Aaron? No, no, no. I was, oh, yeah. so I do have one more. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about the lack of control and needing to build trust and the quote unquote art of surrender and what that's <laughs> going to look like. If you could give our listeners one topic that they could meditate on, that they could ask their guides to help them understand to help elevate them what would that one topic be what i'm getting is getting into a meditation and asking the question who am i Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's a loaded Mm -hmm. subject but Mm -hmm. because let me just see if i can tap into it a little bit more because the question who am i not only symbolizes who are you being in the moment, but also who you are beyond that which you are being in the moment. Mm. And then you can see the difference between who you are in the moment and what you are actually capable of. And then you see how you hold yourself back. Once we realize that we are the ones holding ourselves back, it's kind of crazy what happens. That's the miracle, as far as I'm concerned. But because it's such a, these are layers and they're so deeply interwoven in our social fabric conditioning that we just, it's something we don't, we don't even know that there's question to be asked. And the, the thing about free will is that beings cannot interfere because that's violation of free will. So oftentimes I'm being my team, when I'm working with a client, they will pose a certain question to someone and that question reveals something within the client, but the person didn't even know there was a question to be asked. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And the moment you ask a question, something is revealed and all of a sudden you see something that was always there, but was not seen on a conscious level. Right. That's the word. That's, that's what I love. Oh, I just love mm-hmm. that. So it's, It's not so much asking for what we want. I almost think it's better to go into it asking the right questions. What is required of me 
to experience more abundance? That's a more, much more profound question than when am I going to get money? Right. Totally. Right? Because the universe might say, well, we're going to send you some money tomorrow, but because you're so, because you objectify money as bad, you're going to push it away. So that question doesn't really serve you. <laughs> right? On the other hand, if you ask the question, what is required of me? And the universe says, hey, look at the conditioning your mom and dad gave you around the idea of money, and then you'll understand why you have chosen, why you're struggling with money. Then you can now do something about it. So it's more about asking the right questions. And oftentimes, we don't know what questions to ask. We want the answers, but we don't know how to ask for it. Mm -hmm, right. In many cases, that's been my experience, actually. Does that help? Absolutely. Totally. Okay. And I, actually, I, before you even said it, I just wrote it down. Ask the right question. But it, it's like, um, we know we're blocked. We know we have the block. Where is the block? I don't know. What is the block? Yeah. I don't know. But it's, it's, yeah. it's you did, um, in one of your most recent episodes, you were talking about rigid thinking. And just starting with like the, what is it? Where is it? Why is it? I've been kind of trying to do one of those every morning, like something, something that I have rigid thinking about. One of those is that you have to work hard to make money, mm -hmm. right? But just instances like that, things that I'm very rigid about and just letting one what question lead to one why question, lead to one how question, lead to one where question, and just, you know, keep going until I drill down to exactly what it is. And I've come to find out some, there's, each one comes down to something very similar. Mm -hmm. So it's helping me target in on where, where that limiting belief is, what it is. And well, then it's time to figure out how to release it. But that's another story. And oftentimes, when you drill down to usually one basic ingredient, once you deal with that ingredient, then everything on top of it collapses. Mm -hmm. It's like house of cards. Exactly. Right? If you have a fear of money because you believe money is evil, and that conditioning will affect everything you do, including how open you are to attracting it, once you shift that belief system, once you transform it into something new, your entire life is going to change because vibrationally speaking, what you're doing is you are shifting on a vibrational level. When we, this is what I just freaking love about my work. It happens on an energetic level. When you go deep enough to the unconscious and you start uprooting all those belief systems, it's all energetic. And when you start shifting it on an energetic level, it's like house of cards, literally it collapses everything that's built on top of it. That's why conditioning and understanding what our foundation is made of, which is mostly unconscious, is so important. Yeah, so absolutely, you're correct, 100%. Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, sorry, mine's not a question, but I was just going to say that I think we talked about it last time when we got to interview you, but we started this podcast, I think, two years ago this month, mm -hmm. around the time. And when we started, we kind of had these dream ideas about, you know, what topics could be and, you know, field trip and dream guests. And immediately all of us were like, Joanna the Healer. Absolutely. Like, could you imagine getting to interview Aww. Joanna the Healer and having her on the podcast? And so, and twice, no less, even though it's the only <laughs> one that's recorded. But we just appreciate your time and, and you being willing to, to come and chat with us again. It's been an amazing conversation. But the question I have is for the listeners at home who this really resonated with and they want to reach out and uh, find more information about booking a session with you and your team. What is kind of the best way for them to find you and do that? Thank you for that question. But let me just, if I may, just touch upon what you said when you thought of me and all that. I'm very grateful for you saying that. As I'm, like as you're saying this, I'm pinching myself because I am still very much a human with my own struggles. Right. And I, to this day, struggle with my own sense of self-worth and my own sense of inadequacy. So there's a part of me, you know, when I channel, I'm all blissed out. But the moment I'm not channeling is I go back to the human being. So thank you for sharing that. That, that means a lot. I just wanted to say I'm just a regular human being like everybody else with my own struggles. But what you're saying is immensely helpful because sometimes I doubt if what I do makes any difference. 
you know. Well, it, so it does. And, be, and us being able to see that vulnerability at times, it only makes you more relatable. It only makes it so that when you are blissed out, we're catching every word and making sure that we understand it because we know it's coming from somewhere pure. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And that's actually what I've been told. They said, just just share you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, we're so grateful that you do. Yeah, we, Thank you. Us sitting here in the circle, I'll speak to myself, but I'm sure I speak for all of us. Like Every single video that you put up, we watch. Um, and even if it's a pile, a lot of us will, will watch all of them to see if there are messages in other ones Aww. other than just the pile that's resonating. And we'll text each other about, oh, my God, this happened to me this morning. And Joanna's talking about it. You know? And so <laughs> you just being yourself and sharing that authentically and vulnerably has really helped me a lot on my spiritual path. And Thank I think you. the same can be said for all the ladies here in the room. So mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you and so much. I'm not blowing smoke, but the <laughs> video you did on what is God. The, the no. last one mm-hmm. that changed my life. Oh, yeah. She gonna start crying. <laughs> uh, well, you're gonna get me too. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. It was when- very powerful <clears throat> one about God because I know a lot of people who grow up in a religious household and who do not follow that path anymore struggle with that mm-hmm. word itself. And it was really eye-opening for me because I have. I've been dealing with my thoughts of who God is or what God is. And it was profound. I was lis- I've listened to it twice now. Mm-hmm. I have my own issues with the idea of the word God. Um, I talk mm-hmm. about it often. Mm-hmm. But the other week, we won't go into it, maybe next session, but I decided God and I are buddies. <laughs> nice. I like it. <laughs> I but when I started, when they said we're going to talk about what God is, I'm like, what? I'm not an expert on that. So my fears came up because who the hell am I to talk about God? I'm just a little girl from Burnaby, BC, Canada. No. You know? But I also, not, it's not just the channel. I've experienced God. I know it's weird. Even when I say that, it's it's weird. But I've experienced God speaking to me. And I remember he appeared to me as a he because of all the conditioning. Again, this right. is how a conditioning right. works. <laughs> and I remember it was talking to me and I said, who's talking to me? And the voice said, consciousness, it's consciousness itself or some call it God. Mm-hmm. And I went, Oh, Holy S is what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. And I was like, why did you pick me? And it's like, no, you chose. Mm. I chose. I chose to communicate. Anyway, everyone has access to this energy. That's the whole thing I'm trying to communicate. Everyone has access to it. Here's the funny part, and then I'm going to say whatever we're going to say. I am not a religious person. I have nothing against religion. I believe people fuck it up. Excuse my French. You can bleep that out for their own agendas. But essentially, every religion basically speaks of the same thing, that there is something greater than our flesh and human body, right? So. I've been to church before because back, Catholic is, Catholicism is my background. And I remember, you know, the priest saying, talk to God, talk to God. But the moment you said God is talking to you, they think you're crazy. Right. So like, why is that? God. You encourage me to yeah. talk to God. But then when I tell you God to, talks to me, you think I'm crazy and you want to put me in a psych ward. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the best way to get a hold of me is just joannathehealer.com. And then you can get all that information there. Or through YouTube, again, Joanna the Healer. And thank you so much for asking that question, by the way. Thank you so much for being here with us, Joanna. We just love, 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 love you. Thank you. Likewise. And we'd love to have you sometime in the future, maybe discuss new topics of whatever is going to be coming down the pipeline. Well, I'm I'm going to Peru in three weeks, and I just have this funny feeling that it's going to be life-changing. In fact, I believe the energy is already preparing me for that. So it'll be interesting to to see what comes out of it. That should be very exciting. I can't wait to hear you talk about it on your YouTube channel. I was thinking the same. I'm like, oh, good stories will be coming down the pipe. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. All right. Well, everybody take care and we will see you on the next episode. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
Thank you for joining us today. Please follow and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. It's so easy to do and such a huge help for us. We appreciate your interactions so much. Want to join us at our table? Make sure to check out our YouTube channel and join our Facebook community. If you've enjoyed this content and wish to support us, take a look at our Patreon page. All information and links will be in our podcast description. Catch you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.